Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to Kairos Talks. This is Chad, your host, and I am with Jeff Gilman, the best friend, best man, uh, cool dude I work with and just get to do life with. Today, we're talking about the crucial conversation of growing through adversity. And um, a specific story came to mind in one of our other conversations recently. And just to share that story with you, Jeff was was pivotal in this moment for me. It was, it was a really, I guess you could say, sensitive conversation for me because I was at a point of, of emotional, my, the cap of my emotional range, which is fairly limited, but I was angry and then depressed. And Jeff helped me bring me, bring me back to that center of truth. And so I want to share that story with you. And then I just want to talk to Jeff about this dynamic and, and how he played this role in, in being an encourager in my life. So what had happened in the backstory is I was hanging out with this friend and, and it was just a friend. And we had, um, I was a lot younger at the time. She was too. And, and some things had happened and she had kind of taken advantage of me against my will. And we're not going to mention names or anything like that. We're not into that here, but I know a lot of people can relate to this story. And I was really forced into this uncomfortable situation and really just really kind of heartbroken about it. Just didn't know what to do. And a couple of days after this happened, my friend called me and they basically started to rag on me and, and blame me for all these things that had happened. That, you know, you're not a good Christian. You're a bad person. You're a bad influence. This is happening to me because of you. And I was like, that's not how I remember things. How dare you? And I had this, this anger. I mean, I was so angry. I had to pull my car over because it was called while I was driving because I had red framing the edges of my vision. It was, it was an intense experience. And then after that, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I have ruined this other person's life. I am the worst person in the whole world. And so I, I drove to my second home at that time. It was the Queen Bean Cafe in Yukaipa. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my office, my second home, where we ran into all of basically pretty much everyone I knew went there at this point in time. It was several years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and they had these little couches, and I sat down, and I just I couldn't see. I had this little white spot, kind of like a camera lens, and the rest was just black faded images of, of what was. And I, I really think it was divine appointment, but Jeff was, was there and we had just been a couple years into our friendship and he saw me and I don't know how it started. I think, I think he was just like, dude, who died? You know, like, like you look like someone just jumped on your face with some heavy steel toed boots. Like, are you okay? My eyes are red. I'm, I'm probably, I've probably been crying and, and I was just, I was just beat up. And, and Jeff brought me out of this moment in time and really just showed me truth. And so I just want to I want to talk to him. And he doesn't remember the event quite as clearly as me. It wasn't as, as noticeable to him as it was to me, someone who's going through this crazy emotional experience. I just want to pick his brain and really encourage you guys here, this idea of being an encourager in someone's life. You know, you never know the impact you're going to make. And Jeff doesn't remember this moment as vividly as I do. But in that moment, I mean, I don't want to say he saved my life, but I was at, a, I was at an all-time low. It was one of the defining moments of my life that showed me that life can be better and that I've got a lot of opportunity to grow. So, so Jeff, what are your, what are your initial thoughts? And, and hearing the story from my perspective, because I don't know that we've ever talked about this before, what, what are your initial thoughts on that story, your perspective of that meeting? I know you remember the actual conversation. Mm-hmm. And what comes to mind when, when you're, when you're rem- remembering that, that story? Yeah, I remember 
quite a bit of it happening. I don't remember it to the exact, in, I guess you would say, level that you are. Maybe that's just because I was the guy on the other side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do remember it, and I know that we've talked briefly about it in the past, not to this depth for sure. But I really think that just comes back to the point that we all need to be encouragers. We all need to be, and especially to those around us, can you really you know, claim to be somebody's friend and not be willing to sit there and talk with them and have those hard conversations and to encourage them, but at the same time, point them back to truth, Yeah. Um, which can be hard. That's not necessarily easy. And, it, you know, I think a lot of people can sit there and put their arm around somebody, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people can sit there, do that, and then say, okay, well, how are you going to grow from this? Yeah. Where are you going to go next? Right. How are you going to get better from this? Mm. You know, that's kind of the next step and something that... It's important to see in people and to put people in your life that have that ability to do that. Yeah, yeah. And and I just, I mean, I remember it, it was, I don't actually remember the words that were said. I, there was some prayer. I think we popped up with some Bibles. I mean, it was it was a moment. And, and recently in some of the reading I've been doing, there was this, this character, Barnabas. Now, ironically, there are two Barnabases in the Bible. Hmm. There's one that died as a murderer on, on a cross next to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's another one that was nicknamed Barnabas because he was an encourager. That happens to mean that the guy who died on the cross for murder was an encourager, which is hilarious. I, I mean, I've got a dark sense of humor, but that's gold, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I murdered someone and my name is encourager. I wonder how that ended up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess he lived up to his name, you know, to an unhealthy extent. But the Barnabas I want to focus on is, is that guy in the Bible who was known so much for how he encouraged other people. Mm. And, and, the, and the thought that I had in this episode is, are you a Barnabas, an encourager? Are you someone who's going to encourage your friends, family, colleagues, your important people? And are you open to having crucial conversations, even if you don't understand that in that particular conversation, the outcome at the end of the day could be, in part, a resulted by your approach to being an encourager. And then also, who are your encouragers? I think you got to identify that because if Jeff hadn't been there, I, I can't tell you what the result of that day would have been. I was emotionally destroyed. And I, maybe I would have come back, but I would not have come back in the way that I did in a growth perspective. So um, what is your, you know, you you told me about some stuff in, in just your recent readings. Um what are your thoughts on this idea of growth and, and trial? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of something that's I've been really into lately and has been interesting is the the book Anti Fragile, and kind of taking it back to that. There's a quote that he says, and I think it's chapter three. He says it is quite perplexing that those from whom we have benefited the most aren't those who have tried to help us, but rather those who have actively tried but eventually failed to harm us. And I think that's very important because we must understand, and especially getting back into that idea of anti-fragile, that those who have attempted to harm us are essentially the ones that have helped us the most because they failed and it made us stronger. So in your situation, this person was a stressor. And a stressor, just like in a muscle, is going to cause growth. That is what causes growth. It is the only way to cause real growth is to have a stressor. Um, And so that's very important and something that must be understood. And then going, something that I think a lot of people confuse is their friends. So 
we would say that that person was very important to your growth, Chad. Yeah. But then what about my friendship with you in that next portion? That is also very important. So in the concept of anti-fragile, the recovery process is just as vital or else that stressor was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. And we didn't so, grow from it because we didn't recover from it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then you would go on to say, okay, well, that person was vital to being a stressor and causing that to happen. But then the next portion, which is me running into you and us having these conversations, was part of the recovery process. Yeah. And so it's very important that we are all willing to be part of somebody's recovery process in their lives, whatever that may be, and to be there for them and to be a part of that situation. And again, that can mean hard conversations. That can mean a lot of things. But ultimately, are you willing to be a part of somebody's recovery process? Yeah, and, and I really want to break down for, for everyone today some of the things that Jeff did because it, and I, I guess I, I did a poor job of communicating to him exactly how much it impacted me that day, but it served as a model for me as I had more crucial conversations with people that where I, I had the opportunity to play as a Barnabas because to Jeff, you know, he ran into me at this coffee shop like any other some day that ends in Y because I think we were there every single day of the week. Um, and, and he was like, oh, it's just another day. And then he had an opportunity and he acted on it and he had no idea the impact he had on my, 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 my personal life at that moment in time. So I want to break that down. And for Christians listening to this podcast, I want to remind you of a Bible verse, um, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. Consider it all joy through the various trials that the testing of your faith produces patience patience having its perfect work in you that you may be complete and lacking nothing and in this in this verse is really talking about this dynamic that it's important to grow in in our obstacles and in that we can see these these rough times as an opportunity for growth just like jeff saying from from another source a book that that's not the bible and in that thing so so jeff what would you say the first thing you did in this conversation you're serving as my barnabas the the nickname for encourager right the the character in the bible who was so known for how well he encouraged other people he was nicknamed barnabas and this is post crucifixion okay so give us some great break grace and break on that one right mm. but but I, I found you on accident, accident, divine, divine appointment, whatever you want to call it. But you were my Barnabas in that moment. And we've sensed it in each other's lives, been each other's Barnabases several times now. Um, what, what was the first thing you think you did? What was the most important step you could have taken to, to be my encourager in that moment? Well, first off, it, it really just comes down to the willingness to be that in people's lives. Like I said earlier, uh, if you're not, if you don't have a mentality of a willingness to be that, then chances are likely either God won't put you in the people's path that need you or they need, he'll put someone else there, or you will simply walk away from the situation and not help them. And so first off, it, it starts with, I guess you'd say just a willing heart and mindset. Okay. That's where it kind of starts. And also it's important that you surround yourself with people that are like that. And you know, maybe that person will show up at a coffee shop randomly like that. Mm. Or maybe it will be, you know, a couple hours later, you know, you're you're still not doing well. And so you call somebody and you have access to that person. Yeah. Or you see them at the next, you know, Friday night movie night. Yeah. Whatever the point is, is you have to have those people available. And whether they show up on the spot or whether you call them or whatever, they have to be there in some form or fashion. Yeah. So it's very important that you find people that have that willingness 
and that you start creating friendships and also be willing to be that to them as well. It's two ways. I, I was, yeah, and that brings up another memory, and I don't have time for the story just for time constraints, but I remember I was at a meeting in Ontario at 11 o'clock at night, and you called me, and you were like, hey, or maybe you texted me. I think you called me because I was like, what's wrong? Like, someone died. Like, Jeff's using the call feature on his phone. Like, something's <laughs> wrong here. And so he texted me. He's like, hey, are you, are you available tonight? And it was so random and, and knowing my my best friend at that time i was like dang so i left my meeting early went back to ukaipa and we hung up like three hours at denny's and talked mm-hmm. and I, in that mm-hmm. moment i don't know if you remember the details but i was able to encourage you and, and just kind of be there and i don't know that i did as good of a job as you did in this moment but the willingness component required sacrifice mm-hmm. so That's... so if you i would just challenge you with this are you ask yourself the question are you willing to be someone's barnabas and are you prepared for what that entails because there is going to be moments where it requires sacrifice. There are going to be moments when it requires leaving a comfortable situation to go serve someone else and pull them out of that muck. So, and if God is giving you the opportunity to do that, then, then you are equipped. And you may not know exactly what you're going to say, but that's not important. Because that, those doors will be open and that path will be made clear. Yeah, and I think it's also in the concept of anti-fragility is that as you grow even in trying to be this in someone else's life you you have to understand that in this concept there is no there is no standing still there's only moving forward or moving backwards Mm. and the reason i mention that is because you can also easily find yourself as being the person that is a stressor in someone else's life yeah and that's something you have to consider and also i just want to read one more quick thing too that kind of brings up that in the book anti-fragile Nassim talks about people and them intentionally harnessing the concept of being anti-fragile in a negative way and to their own benefit. And that's a very deep concept. I won't get into all that, but he says, my grandfather, and this is his grandfather, Nicholas uh, Gosen was a wily politician who managed to stay permanently in power and hold government positions in spite of his numerous enemies. Uh, most notably his arch enemy. As my grandfather, his eldest son, was starting his administrative and hopefully political career, his father summoned him to his deathbed. My son, I am very disappointed in you, he said. I never hear anything wrong said about you. You have proven yourself incapable of generating envy. Mm. And the reason I bring that up is because there are plenty of people in this world that gather this concept and they move in the wrong direction with it. And you can you can harm people with this concept and you can absolutely use it to your own benefit and no one else's or you can choose to what I'm trying to say is your thoughts and who you want to be can grow no matter what they are. So are you going to be somebody's friend or are you going to be a part of their recovery process or are you going to be totally selfish and all about yourself. So I, I think the way this looks, if I'm understanding you correctly, Jeff, is is in that moment, you when you were looking to encourage me, you had an opportunity to say, well, my life is together and this is how mm-hmm. I avoid these situations and, and kind of self-glorified yourself and your, your struggles. But instead, you took other steps to encourage me not focus on yourself. And in, in such, you were able to take the, the, the opportunity to speak into my life in a healthy way versus saying, oh, yeah, you should have done it this way. And if you had, you would have been do- doing it better. Is that is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, especially because I th that's that's pretty much the point is that we can speak into people's lives in a healthy way, or we can we can speak into people's lives in a way that will help them grow, and in turn also yourself in the right way, or we can speak into people's lives in a way that only helps us grow. Yeah, and self gratifying, self gratifying, yeah. and you know it's just very important that as you move out in your attempts to you know, be a recovery process to people that yeah. you also are doing it for the right intentions. So, so the first thing is being willing to be the Barnabas or the encourager in someone's life and understanding what that entails. What, what is the second thing or, or one of the important things that you would say is a big facet of encouraging someone else as well? The second thing is truth. And there's three areas that we can remind them about in that. And number one is going to be the truth in who they are, um, especially as being their friend. You're going to know those things of who they are, yeah. and you're going to understand those things about them. So you can remind them about who they are and what they stand for. Um, the second thing is going to be the truth of the situation. And then finally, the third would be the truth of how others see them. And so those are all going to be very important to remind them about in encouraging them and just reminding them about truth. And here's the thing. If you're a friend of theirs, you're going to be able to encourage them in this. Yeah, I remember, you know, we were sitting at this coffee shop and it was just like, okay, cool. Well, this is who I am. And you know me as my friend. So you were like, yeah, this is who you are. This is the Chad that I know. And this is, this is you wouldn't do this, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing was I had told you my version of the story. And yes, there's two sides to every story. But when you're putting the blame on yourself, you know, you can barely, you can guesstimate, you know, which facts are relatively accurate. So this is the truth of the situation. And if you want to do digging, you can get the other side of the story. And the third thing was, and I remember you in this coffee shop in particular, you had said, Chad, if you ask 10 people that know you, if, if you would do something like this, they would all say no. And, and that was, that was a big thing for me. I was reminded who I was. I was reminded that there's facts to fall on. And I was reminded that it's not just me who thinks this way. And so that truth was, was a critical moment for me in that conversation. In fact, it was, it was a crucial component to the conversation. Mm -hmm. But the big thing, I would say, the th and that, that perfectly goes into our third thing that we need to do. I could not have heard you if it wasn't you. If some Joe Schmo was hanging out at the coffee shop, I wouldn't have I've understood the words or heard them as, as openly as if you had said them and you did. And so I think you were telling me but that was the third thing. And that third thing was that you, as my encourager, mm. had confidence that you yes. could speak into my life in that moment. Yeah, so the confidence portion is going to be very important. And you need to understand that if you're sitting here thinking about, okay, well, even taking notes on this stuff, you have to understand that the situation won't be the same with your friends. It's yeah. going to be a different situation, but these concepts are all universal. And so it's going to be very important that you have the confidence to sit down, talk to your friend, kind of going back to the willingness even, yeah. but the confidence to reinforce that and the truth of knowing who your friend is, what they stand for and how to encourage them. You're going to need to encourage them, bless them, do these things. And then ultimately you need to point them to truth and you need to also start digging in how do you grow from this yeah what is the next steps and, and acknowledge that you are there for a reason whether you're a person of faith or not you are their friends and if it wasn't you it might not be someone else 
Yes. And I, you know, for me personally, and this might sound a little funny, but I know that that is a very important part when it comes to the people I surround myself with. And when I talk to them and want them to encourage me, I don't want them just to put their arm around me and encourage me simply. I want that to go further than that. I want a plan on how is this going to improve and how is this going to get better? Because if you're not going to do that, I might as well go vent to a wall yeah. and I'll probably feel just as good. And so, <laughs> so you picked your encouragers that you've kind of put in your life because of who they are. And yes. I think we do this on an unconscious level because at the time I didn't even know this is who you are we ran into each other at a coffee shop but you happened to be one of my best friends at the time and that led me to being able to hear you and so if you are an encourager know that if you are in a situation where you can encourage remind that person of truth remind them of who they are that facts the situation and who others see them as and, re- and be confident in the fact that you are there for a reason, mm-hmm. that, that they trust you and that you are one of the only people in their lives who can speak this truth into their lives. Yep, I completely agree. Cool. Well, I mean, considering that you did it for me so many years oh. ago, you know, it's a good thing. So, um, awesome, guys. Well, thank you for joining us, and we encourage you to ask that question. Are you willing to be an encourager? How can we share truth with our friends? And... Do you have the confidence to understand that you are uniquely positioned to have these crucial conversations with your friends and family? We hope that this has been your crucial conversation, and we will see you next time. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.